Everything that we do, and that's what's so special about being from, I think, a small town. And I'm pretty sure anybody in a small town that's doing anything, just breathing, they can relate. It's just you're different by default from everyone else. You have something that no one else has. Welcome to the Peach Jam Podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting, where we'll introduce you to a sampling of the truly diverse and incredibly talented musicians from across the Peach State. Each episode, we'll profile a different artist and share songs and stories recorded live in our GPB studios in Midtown Atlanta. I'm your host, Jeremy Powell, and on this episode, we're talking to a hip-hop artist from Southwest Georgia. He shares stories about the skating rink, playing college football, and working in a legendary recording studio. My name is Cantrell, and I do hip-hop music. What do you say to people who automatically dismiss hip-hop? What do I say to them, or do I think? Both. I think they don't understand, because hip-hop is more than a music genre. Rap would technically be the genre, right? But hip-hop is more of a culture. It's a lifestyle. It's the way you speak like, we've been talking all day, you're hip-hop to me. You know what I mean? And you're dibbling and dabbling in so many different genres, but you live hip-hop. So I think they just don't understand, which is okay, you know? That might be the best compliment I've ever received. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, no, yeah. it's honest though, you know? Tell it's... me more. About, oh, it was about how cool I am. No. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk all day, man. Yeah. About that. About how cool you are. Look, I like saying I'm okay when I know that I'm not. I'm deflecting every question when you ask how I'm doing. I ain't stressing, no pressure. I just give it to God. I'm a mess, but I'm blowing. Need a swift for the mop. I deal with a lot and multiply the pressure to pop. Down to the T, turning my ego to ego. Debated on pots and pans. No, my pride is shot. Can't even afford for me to give up. Nah, hear what I got. Just maybe. Maybe if I never really cared. Or maybe if I sounded sincere. Just maybe. Maybe if I wasn't so dope. Or maybe if I doubted myself and wasn't show. Just maybe. Maybe if I stayed ten toes. Made it through the Let's talk about you. Mm. So you have an interesting story, and I want people to hear some of it. So uh -huh. first, where'd you grow up? I was born in Sylvester, Georgia, and I was raised in Albany, Georgia, a small town right outside of the smaller town of Sylvester. <laughs> it's like three hours south of Atlanta, um, hour and a half from Alabama, hour and a half from Florida, and a little corner of southwest Georgia. And what's it like down there? What's life like down there? It's slow, you know. Um, and we're a lot, we're behind on a lot, you know what I mean? We, whatever was the popular music at whatever year, pick a year, we're like three years behind, essentially, you know? And I think that speaks to how slow the life is. Not in a bad way though, it's like relaxing slow, you know? And it's not, I miss the South, so you have fields, you have farms, but it's not a version of country that people like to stick on us. This country as in it's slow and relaxed, but not country like you'd be walking down the main highway and a pig would run across the like road. Like that's come on. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But um it's slow, it's relaxing. Very small. Everybody knows everybody, you know, and that can be a good thing, it can be a bad thing sometimes. But um it's home, you know, and it's sweet. Yeah. It can be a bad thing because when when you do something wrong, somebody's gonna tell your mama before you got home. That's it. <laughs> That's the one. I know how that That's is. The one like that. I'm 
pray we moved on Left all the bull in the rear I got fears of the man in the mirror I've been stuck but so far from up I want a ball like snow in the bluff I want a ball like Charles Barkley, bruh But I'm fitting off like Charles Barkley crazy Maybe what's this ain't meant to be mine He may be what's mine And then when you say slow, some people equate that to dumb mm. That's a real good point I'm more like, let's say, let's take driving. We're in Atlanta, right? And I'm sorry. Um, if I could take L like the traffic away from Atlanta, but keep Atlanta and keep the people, I would. Like just make everybody walk or just up, up here, I'd, I'd do it. But that's because of how slow Albany is. Like everybody's just at their own pace. We do our own thing and that's kind of how we live our lives down there. And not just Albany, the whole area of the 229, you know? Um, it's very slow paced. Everybody's doing their thing the way they do their thing. That's really it. Do you bring that into your music? I try to, but I live so much up here that it can, I can try to speed it up. But I definitely try to, and maybe I don't try to. Maybe it's, you know, maybe the lifestyle and the way I was brought up and how it is down there, maybe it's just natural. And maybe that's the tug in the pool. Maybe there's a part of me that wants to. You know, and then the other side is like, hey man, we from where we from, we are who we are, let's relax, it's okay. Maybe if I never really cared, or maybe if I sounded sincere, just maybe. Maybe if I wasn't so dope, or maybe if I doubted myself and wouldn't show, just maybe. Maybe if I stayed ten toes, made it through the hurt, learned better ways to cope, just maybe. Maybe if I never had to grieve how I was, I could learn how to fill my cup. Growing hurts, the success feel like failure at first. But I pray that peace, love, and feeling free is what you thirst. Peace and much love. And now you play college ball. Tell me about that. Uh, what part? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> well, start from the beginning. Yeah. So, uh, so that'll be how I got there, right? Um. Speaking of being slow paced and doing things our own way at our own time, I didn't take my SATs on time. <laughs> so I missed the entire summer camp and I attended Georgia Southern and I played football for Georgia Southern University. Um, and I was recruited and everything, and, but I still had the red shirt. I missed the whole, you missed summer camp. You know, I saw a red shirted for like a day. First day of practice, they're like, oh nah. Let's go. We got to put him, put him in a rotation, get him learning the offense. Um, it was a good time, but I just felt like with some of the things I had to choose between, it wasn't worth what I saw for myself in the future. Mm -hmm. Being a creative and doing music and being an artist. Um, so I stopped first year. But it was a good time, though. So you had talent on the field. Yeah, for sure. But your brain was somewhere else. For sure, for certain. So much so that they wanted to bulk me up. The weight got, uh, I don't know what they call them these days, but oh, like. Oh, that's other, what, um, strength and conditioning coach. The strength coaches. and conditioning yeah. coach. He's yeah. like, he's my height, but he's like jacked. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And he's like making jokes. Yeah, you, before you graduate, you're going to be looking like me. And in my mind, because my brain is somewhere else, I'm like, so how am I going to dance? And what I look like holding the, the mic is like this. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about the optics, but that's because my brain was somewhere else, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Some more. You say you need and we both looking for peace and we know it won't be found in the ship. Don't 
stole my heart off a boat. I was drowning in jet, hoping I'd stay afloat. I think I need a new uh, or something brown for the coat. But it's cold in them streets. You better pack a new coat. You won a contest, and all I know is from what I've read online. So I need you to <laughs> fill me in. Like, how did you get entered into a contest? What was it for? And how did that play out? That would be what 2015, the Converse contest that you're talking about. Okay. So we had a group of friends, and we kind of like a collective, but we were all really true friends. This word collective is new to me. We had friends. <laughs> you know, you had your neighborhood growing up, you had the cul-de-sac, you had friends. So one of our friends named Isaiah Smart, he entered our music into this Converse competition. It was a Converse rubber tracks, and they would take the music that they like, they would put people in a famous studio all over the world, and you get to record in a famous studio. Some people would record in Electric Ladyland or whatever the uh, most famous studio is in LA, more historic, I should say, not mm -hmm. just famous. And we were graced to be able to record in Stankonia Studios in Atlanta, the home of Outkast and Dungeon Family. Yeah. You know, so um, he sent the, a number of our songs and we had never made music together, so he acted like this is each one's style. You know, he's, he spun it very good, and we had a day, eight hours. The, peop the, the people the day before us, they canceled, so we got two days wow. to record in a studio that we dreamt of at mm -hmm. that time, you know what I mean? And um, it was me, a producer, David Luke. Um, we had a cinematographer, Blue Woods. We had... Isaiah Smart, it's like the A&R, and it was me and Black on the uh, recording. That's fantastic. <laughs> that, that's face absolutely like. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was a good time. And how old were you at that time? 25. Wow. 25, 25 years old, and you get to record in, in a studio that produces hits. Yeah. It makes hits. Yeah. It makes superstars. That, that we grew up listening to. Yeah. And I think that's the thing for me, like having a, an emotional and even spiritual connection to a place like that. And like I said, a small city, we don't do much, don't see much. I, when I walked in, I'm like, yo, am I gonna be able to write today? Or am I gonna be distracted by all these plaques on the wall and just the atmosphere, you know? So it, it was a big deal, it was a real big deal. What did they say to you, the people who were there and the people who were surrounding you that day? What did they say to kind of ground you? I think it was just more so us. You know, um, we had all been friends for a while, and we all we really had a plan going into the recording. We wanted to try to do a whole EP in one day. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. just trying to milk it. You know yeah. what I mean? Just trying to stay ahead of the curve. Um, we had a plan. We stuck to it, and I think we just made sure that we respected each other's artistry, each other's time. We just had respect for each other, mutual respect, and I think. Looking around the room, that's what kept us grounded. Like, okay, these are our people. This is my dog, this is my guy, this is my friend. Okay, we're here, we're here together. Let's handle business. I'ma hit my homie for some conversation. Like, am I tripping? Cause you been distant. I'm feeling written feelings and your heart been vacant. My friend said that I should know my place. I'm paying over budget for other people's mistakes. I'm such an outfit, no matter the fashion is. We yeah. ain't even passion lids. I'm thinking of cashing in on time. Yeah.
was there for me back when nobody else was I was there for you back when nobody stepped up Then you went ghost when I needed you the most Make me wonder if I'm really the one to slop seconds Still fight for you, still give up my life for you I'm making the time for you, know that I'm right for you Still call my heart out, set it on fire for you So, 2015, it's the same year I believe I said Nobody knows who you are you know, as artists, sometimes we can have a warped view of ourselves and our art. It's like, hey man, it's just a reality check to yourself. Like, hey, nobody knows who you are. So what are you gonna do about it? Mm -hmm. If you need people to know who you are to do this, what are you gonna do about it? And I would ask myself that periodically every time and it would just fuel how I moved. And um, I was able to meet a producer in 2017 named Mischief Boy. And by chance, my music was good enough you know, to, for them to want to use their resources to help me out. We made a project together. We started planning out our moves. I ended up being able to sign to hip-hop legend Nas. You know, you sign to a hip-hop legend, and you're from where I'm from. Mind you, being a stink on the studios was yeah. mind-blowing, right? And then mm -hmm. you sign to someone like that, and it does the same thing. But it's like, it grounds you. It's back to being grounded. It's like, wow, nope, I'm not supposed to be here. But because of that, I'm supposed to be here, you know? And you learn a lot from that experience and you move forward, that experience ends and you get a lot of your independence back. And you just unlearn and relearn. I think that's where I'm at, sitting in front of you, trying to figure out how to answer this amazing question <laughs> from this amazing storyteller in front of me. But now, when you're spending every day trying to make yourself better and make yourself known. <clears throat> how much of it is coming from Sylvester, Georgia? How much of it is, is still back there? Is that kid from small town nowhere mm. just trying to do his thing? I think it's everything. I think it's in everything. Everything that we do, and that's what's so special about being from, I think, a small town. And I'm pretty sure anybody in a small town that's doing anything, just breathing, they can relate. It's just you're different by default from everyone else. You have something that no one else has. I would get kind of jealous, admit it, but never sweat it. I get it, I'm just a dude. Catch you would never heave falling. If I was black, you wouldn't act like that. If I was cheered, you want to have my kids. If it's one thing I learned from all this hip, is to guard my heart, because life is a trick. You make me sick. That's what you do. That's what it should cost me. That's what it costs. This is what love looks like when you lost it. It turns scabbles and crosses. Hold my breath and get toxic. Your love is scabbles and crosses. Yeah. To the woman that broke my heart, the city I got my start, the game I came to part, to everybody and more. Yeah. It's like a letter. To the woman that broke my heart, the city I got my start, the game I came to part, to everybody and more. Thank you. For us, it was our willingness to do something. Not everyone is going to chase their wildest dream, mm -hmm. but there's a certain tenacity because you're not giving anything where we're from. Like I told you, we're behind on everything. So that's including gadgets, resources. We don't, know what re we don't even know what resources look like 
when they're in front of our face. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So to do anything from where I'm from is special. Whether it's your wildest dream or something else you may be doing, you know what I mean? And just to do anything is a feat. But you have to balance that with the confidence to go out there and, and do what you do. Mm. And you, you've got to have the confidence to know that you're worthy of putting yourself out there in front of people, yeah. that what you make is a quality product. That's a real good point because I think that's the difference maker, the confidence. You know, we're special, we're all special because where, you, where we're from equips us with something special. But the confidence is a difference maker. Because a lot, not, a lot, not a lot of people will chase their wildest dreams where I'm from. And I think that's part of why we do it the way we do it. And the way I do it is because I want to inspire that confidence. Like, no, you, if you want to, you can do whatever you put your mind and your actions to. For the non-hip-hop fan, why is Atlanta, Georgia, and the South so prevalent and so important to hip-hop? I think it's because I'm watching this new TV show. Well, it's not a new TV show, but I'm new to it. And his character on it, he says, everything has a return. It's like Lion King's version of Circle of Life. Mm -hmm. If I can say Lion King. On. Yes, I <laughs> you can. I'm pretty you know, sure you can. We'll see. Well, uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's like a circle, right? So I think it's just history beyond music in the South and the history be way, by way of that history in Atlanta um, is just coming through in a different way now, if that makes sense. Well, you made a passing reference to it in one of the songs we heard today about uh, how black folk don't like to look at their past. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and I guess that's what it would be because we've always been creative people. Um, we always make something out of nothing. And not just black people, but I'm black, so I can't speak for any friends that I have of other races, ethnicities, religions, creeds, and sexual orientations. Um, but I know for me and uh, what I represent and what I try to study is knowing that it's like a just do with also the creativity, you know? Um, it's just, and speaking just to hip hop also, not just the South, it's just something that has inspired the world for so long, a culture that moves, it's the electricity of all other cultures, I feel, you know, just hip hop as a culture. It's just, just do, you know. Um, it's, it's beautiful that hip hop gets to be the driving force for a lot of people and, and inspire people because hip hop is a, an amazing thing for non-hip hop, like you said, uh, lovers or people that may just not know about it, hip-hop brings a lot of different people together. And so it's just beautiful that something like that is a driving force these days in the most popular genre, the most influential culture at this moment. Because it may be another culture, genre, in 40 years. You know, it's, it's just a circle. But I'm glad we're here in this moment that we're in. This song is titled Issa Rae. One. Two, one, two, three, eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Na -na 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 -na. Look, where they, where they, where they love it, where they hate it. Only 
if never been on papers they just falsify the statements coming from that dirty we finessing we finagle for that cheddar stacking stacking look okay read about it bag your cheek her feet divided we good book i see the knowledge natural yeah me the pilot look now they got me out here pitching like this here we live for show what's the go lately i've been dodging feelings like a pro look i've been easy right Insecure by all my ways We don't stress, we flip the page Just finessing through the pain Ay, I've been Issa Rae Having dreams of getting paid Not a dollar to my name Still your homie never change Ay, I've been Issa Rae Insecure by all my ways We don't stress, we flip the page Just finessing through the pain Ay, I've been Issa Rae Having dreams of getting paid Not a dollar to my name Still I Only rapper with a deal that that's a real still i made more money flipping shoes than i seen off the deal maybe i just need a job maybe i start flipping a made more money making clothes than i made from writing raps look i just had a daughter can't afford her similac all my homies taking trips i've been dealing with my baggage think they wanna x me out of something i helped them build they forgot that i'm the one or maybe i ain't been on my till maybe i ain't worth enough for me Call nobody buff Maybe I've been falling off Devil got me on the ropes But I'm Rick Flair with the slaps Go ride Keisha, show my A It's whatever, you know black folk Don't like dealing with our pad That's why I've been Issa Rae Insecure by all my We don't stress, we flip the Just finessing through the Okay, I've been Issa Insecure by all my We don't stress, we flip the Just finessing through the Nessing through the I've been Issa Rae Insecure by all my ways We don't stress, we flip the page Just finessing through the pain Ay, I've been Issa Rae Insecure by all my ways We don't stress, we flip the page Just finessing through the, finessing through the pain Yeah I've been Issa Insecure by all my Yeah What are you listening to? And where are you gaining some some influence when you're alone and you get to choose what you want to put on? Um, man, my background with music is so wide range. From my mom collected albums, so she had cases and cases and cases, and she organized them by genre. <laughs> you know, she's it's like my photo album. Like it's so organized. You know. Um, so growing up, having like my choosing of music to listen to when she's not home, because I came home from school and I'm supposed to be doing homework, but I have two hours before I can try to cram it in, so I'm going to go through this. I'm going to go through the soul. I'm going to go through the rock. I'm going to go through the R&B. I'm going to go through the hip-hop. Um, I think it starts there. Just I was always exposed to a lot of music. Then being a jam skater, the type of music we listen to, so I have so much to pour from. It depends on the day. Um, Right, right now I'm in a rock bag. I'm in my rock bag right now. Okay. I was listening to some Black Sabbath and, of course, Nirvana. I need, gotta have Nirvana. Hero the band, Jimi Hendrix. Um, I get a lot of inspiration before studio days. Listen to soul. Mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of rap. Um, on the way to the studio, I play some soul. Um, get some disco going, some electronic, you know. Predated EDM, you know, mm -hmm. like the like Freestyle Project, 
it's some things that we would skate to as a group called Freestyle Project. They're from overseas. And it's like electronic music. You know, it's, it's so, it depends on the day and what I want to feel because music is full of emotion waiting to be plucked when you listen to it. And you keep alluding to it. You're an accomplished skateboarder. Jam skater. Okay. What's but, that mean exactly? Know, right? It's like dancing on skates. It okay. technically is dancing on skates. It's like breakdancing okay, on skates. Okay, so it's not skateboarding. No. Nah. No, it's on roller skates. It's on roller skates. You dance on roller skates. Yeah. Why did you not bring your roller skates <laughs> to Georgia Public Broadcasting? Come on. They might be in the trunk. <laughs> I don't know how much time we have, but it might be in the trunk. Okay, so what in the world is jam skating? It's basically breakdancing on skates these days. Really? Yeah. Holy I mean, head crap. spins, windmills. Yeah. A very select few can do backflips and land on the skates and keep rolling. Okay. It's, and it's a beautiful thing. You know, when you can just sit there and watch it, it's, it's different. <laughs> it's different. That's amazing. Yeah. It's not like the popular form of skating uh, that you probably see on your timeline scrolling. Mm -hmm. But even some of those guys get in that mix just because of the different elements that we have and just dancing on skate. Do you do this outdoors or indoors? These days, wherever we can. Okay. Yeah, outdoors and indoors. Okay, so like... It's more of an indoor sport. Okay, But at the skate rink. Yeah. You're at the skate rink. You're the guy on the cool skates at the skate <laughs> rink who yeah. can do all the tricks and everything. Yeah. What was the rink in, in uh, Albany? Stardust 2 Skate Center. Okay. I named my first project on the label when I was signed. I named it after. Um, the skating rink. Yeah? Yeah. When did you start skating? Around the same time. Yeah? I started writing lyrics around 12. I started skating. Well, I, I started skating when I was four. Okay. But doing what we're talking about, mm -hmm. dancing on skates when I was like 12. Started getting serious and competing around age 13, 14, traveling, flying to competitions, bringing back hardware, you know, because yeah. we were good. <laughs> you know? Um, it was a, more of a competition back then um, than it is now. Yeah, it's like something you probably could see in the Olympics if it had a, you know, got popular as far sure. as the competition side of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like scorecards, whole nine. That's fantastic. Yeah, man. I love it. Yes, <laughs> I absolutely love that. Yeah, that man. is awesome. If you could go back and you could talk to that 12-year-old Cantrell who's, mm. who's diving into these different things, what is it you say to him? Dive deeper. I say dive deeper into all of them. Because I think, especially being from a small city, exposure is everything. But how do you get in the exposure? A lot, of, a lot of us aren't. But you can get it by trying as much as possible. Just It's like trying on different shirts. You know, it's like, oh, this one fits me the best. But then you keep trying on different shirts. Maybe in a couple of years, oh no, this fits me the best. And I know who I am now, and this is what I want to wear the, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you might have a certain suit fit that you like, or a certain color that you feel like complements your eyes the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever it is, once you, once you know yourself, if you've tried all these different things, that's your exposure, you know? So I say dive deeper into them. You try to, I did that. We were talking about skating, rapping, playing football. Like, I've done so much, so it's not that I could do more. Cause I spent every hour I could, but if I could dive deeper, I would've. I just tell them dive deeper. Cause this is what's gonna make you, what makes you different is what's gonna make you special. 
and just be you because you're different by default when you're just being yourself. Thanks for listening to this week's episode with Cantrell. You can find his complete musical performances on the GPB YouTube page. This podcast is recorded live in the GPB studios in Midtown Atlanta. On the next episode, we'll be joined by a country band from Augusta. And when a national touring country artist comes to town, they're the opening band. Uh, Dwight Yoakam. Uh, Shenandoah. Shenandoah. Darius Rucker. Charles Kelly. Kelly um, <clears throat> yeah. Hoping for Jason Aldean. Yeah. Uh, Keith Urban. Um, we've, yeah, we've, we've been, it's really cool when we get asked to do it because of course we're super excited. Yeah. You know, it just, it, we get to, to play our music you know, in front of these great crowds and, and it's, it's, it's awesome. Whiskey Run is on the next episode of the Peach Jam Podcast. The Peach Jam Podcast is produced, edited, and hosted by me, Jeremy Powell. Sandy Malcolm is our executive producer. Chris Howe, our director of photography. Michael Harris, our production coordinator. Rick Smith of RS Lighting is our lighting director, and our sound engineering was provided by Sounds Good. Be sure to join me for the next episode, and in the meantime, please find and support live local music and independent record stores in your area. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.